Well, I want to talk with you on the next, you know, few moments, in the next few moments, on the subject, different is my destiny. <laughs> Look at the person next to you. And if you're by yourself, you know, your pretend friend. <laughs> and just say, you're different. You know, we're supposed to be different. Yet, we, we struggle with different sometimes because we tend to want to fit in and, and not stand out. But as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to stand out. Uh, not only do we struggle with being different sometimes, but we also struggle when things get different. If we're honest with ourselves, we we like things to, to be consistent. <laughs> and something changes and you're like, oh, the world changes. And it's like, oh, you're like, the, you, you go work at a new place and, and the tension of, of change and, and meeting new people and, and figuring out uh, these new responsibilities. Or it, it's like, hold on, you're, you're moving from, from one home to another home because your lease ran out. And now it's just, it's like, we, we can struggle when things are different. We, we like things to, to just stay the same, but really our world has gotten so different. That's how it was in, in the book of Daniel that Nebuchadnezzar had besieged Jerusalem. And at that time, most rulers, they would take the, the foreigners and they would turn them into slaves. But that's not what that's not what he did. He took a different approach. He would he would take and and train those with the brightest minds. He figure out okay who 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 has the who who has the highest IQ and then he would look and he would find the the best looking. <laughs> if we're if we're really honest, we tend to maybe value looks. You know, the Bible says that, that people don't look at the what the Lord looks at. The Lord looks at the heart, but people do look at the outward appearance. And so he, he would find the best looking. He, he would find those that would come from, from royalty. He would prepare these individuals to serve their new king. He would, he would take them into a three-year training program and into learning the Babylonian ways, <laughs> sort of like our universities are today. <laughs> maybe not three years, unless you're really advanced, uh, going through it pretty quick, but maybe four years or five years, or you took the long journey. And the universities want to train our young people to, to think in a certain way, to, to, to believe certain things. He, he would teach these individuals the, the literature of the Babylonians, the language of the, of the Babylonians, the lifestyle of the Babylonians, how to walk and think and talk like a Babylonian. This was probably his way of taking individuals who, who might have been disloyal slaves to him and turning them into loyal subjects. Really, if, if you wanna change a large group of people, if you, wanna, if you wanna influence the masses, you need influencers. There's a lot of talk today about influencers, social media influencers, people who, who are online on various platforms, and, and maybe they're, they, they're an influencer when it comes to, you know, style, or maybe they're an influencer when it comes to this area. And, and not only do influencers tend to speak to a certain area, but they can also start promoting other products. 
when I was young, and it's still true today, that some of the biggest influencers were, were athletes or were, or were actors. I remember just really loving music, <laughs> loved Guns N' Roses, and, and was influenced, not just by their music, but, but wait, what, a, what does Axl Rose have to say about that? Or what does Slash have to say about that? Or, or Nirvana, what does Kurt Cobain have to say about that? Or, or athletes, some of, my, some of my favorite baseball players or, or, or basketball players. And we, it's amazing because we, we listen to what they have to say about things that maybe they don't know a whole lot about. You see, there is a difference between someone having talent in one area and them having expertise and knowledge in other areas. I think it's very important that we learn to differentiate that people can, can have gifts, but it doesn't mean that they should be our guides. Just because uh, I thought Guns N' Roses had was gifted, I, I didn't want to live my life like Axl Rose or Slash. Or, you know, certainly you look at the, the tragedy with Kurt Cobain or you start looking at other people. You're like, do I really? Some of the, the athletes, even today, you're like, uh, you, I could name names on these like basketball players. Other people, it's like they're giving all their thoughts on some of the important political issues. But like, should we listen to them just because they're popular? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. It can get scary when we're so influenced. When I was uh, uh, in middle school, one of, one of the artists I love was Bobby Brown. He had uh, my prerogative. It's my prerogative. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, Roni, anyone remember Roni? Let me tell you about Roni. She's a sweet old girl, about the sweetest little girl in the whole wide world. Like, and, so, and I love Bobby Brown. And, and at one point, he had this, this hair that was amazing. It was this like uh, slanted uh, it was like on, on top, it was like, rather than just being flat, he had this like slant going on. It was like, oh, that is so cool. And I took a picture to my barber and I was like, I want, it's not a flat top, it's slanted. Can you make me look like this? And the barber started laughing at me. He's like, I, I, we can't do, I said, come on, do your best. <laughs> so he did his best. I left the barber shop, and uh, at school, I thought I was looking like Bobby Brown, but people were like, what's up, Gumby? <laughs> if you don't know who Gumby is, look up Gumby. <laughs> Listen, hairstyle is one thing, but lifestyle is something completely different. We, we need to, to be aware that we're not allowing those who are just the popular or the, the influential in culture to shape our lives, to, to mold our lives. God is the potter. We are the clay. And we should allow God to, to mold and to shape us into who he's created us to be, to, to be the father that, that God has created you to be, to to be the employee that, that God has called and created you to be and is molding you to be, to, to be the person, not just who people are trying to get you to be. We, we should be led by the God above us, not just the world around us. I want you to know different is your destiny. This was an extremely difficult time for those that, that were taken captive such it would be difficult to 
to be exiled, to be displaced. You're like, wait, hold on. You're taken from your home. You're taken from your family. You're taken from all that, that is familiar and you're forced, not by choice. You're forced into a different culture. You're forced in, into a different life. You're, you're forced into where, where everything is different. <laughs> Does anyone feel like that today? Like, I didn't choose to have this transformation take place in the world. I, I, I've been forced into another workplace because of the economy. I've been forced in, into a different cultural environment with my kids be, because of what's going on in the in the schools, d different can be so difficult. And oftentimes we think, I didn't choose this. this. This wasn't my decision and we can just play the victim. But I want you to know that, that even in difficult times, you have decisions to make. Even in difficulty, you have decisions to make. What am I going to do now? Maybe you didn't choose to end up where you're at, in the situation you're in, in the circumstance that you're facing, but how are you going to respond? You see, Daniel and, and his friends are going to be faced with a situation that, that do we just learn and do we just allow ourselves to be brainwashed in the Babylonian ways? Some of us are facing that right now. Are, are we just going to be brainwashed in what the news has to say, in what culture has to say, at what the, the social media platforms are promoting today. Are we just going to be brainwashed by that? We're faced with, with different options. You see, Daniel and his friends could have just avoided. I'm not avoided. I'm not going to learn it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to do it. We, we avoid it. And a lot of followers of Jesus are avoiding right now. Another option is to embrace it. <laughs> we just embrace all the ways of the Babylonians, their lifestyle, their beliefs, their ways. A lot of people right now who are following Jesus have decided, uh, I'm just going to embrace all the cultural narratives. I, I'm just going to embrace what, what culture has to say on sexuality. I'm just going to embrace what culture has to say with raising my kids. And you just embrace it because it's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go against it. So just embrace, but there's a third option to engage the culture. Maybe you don't just have to avoid and maybe you don't just have to embrace it. Maybe there's a third option to engage it. You see, to really impact something, we must understand it. Let me say that again. If you really want to make an impact, you need to understand. I've heard it said many times that communication, it's not what we say. Communication is what others hear. So, while they're trying to turn Daniel and all of his friends into Babylonians, just like they're trying to turn you and I into carriers of this cultural narrative today, how are we going to respond? Are we just going to conform to the standards of the world right now? Are we just going to follow the practices of the world? Uh, I don't know about you, but rather than just conforming, to the ways and to the world around us? What if we make up in our minds, we're gonna transform the world 
around us. You see, what's in you can change the world around you, but you got to make up in your mind that different is my destiny. <laughs> it's amazing. Before we dive here into Daniel chapter 1, you need to know that, that they changed the names of Daniel and his friends. That's one of the first things that they did. The Babylonian officials said, we're going to give you new names. Now, if you're familiar with Scripture, you, you might be aware that, that at certain points in Scripture, God gave people new names. <laughs> he said, Abraham, Abram, you're Abraham. <laughs> uh, Saul, you're now Paul. Jacob, you're Israel. You, you see, God can give you a new name. God can give you a new identity, but the world tries to do the same thing. <laughs> the, the world wants to name you sometimes based upon your past, label you based upon maybe the, the worst decisions you've ever made or, or maybe just about the place that you're in in life or, or maybe the world wants to name you based upon what they want you to be. The, the world will label you as something because they don't like what you stand for. But, but here's the thing. Those of us who are parents understand. I was just talking with someone just a few moments ago who said, guess what? I'm, we're we're going to have a kid. And I was like, knowing that they get to name this kid, I said, Daniel is a great name <laughs> because I can't name that kid. Only the parents can. The parents have naming rights. Guess what? Your heavenly father has naming rights. It doesn't matter what anyone else calls you. What does God call you? And when you're called by God, frankly, it doesn't matter what anyone else calls you or what anyone else labels you. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. We're like, wait, what? This is royal food and wine? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about you, but like, I think of myself a little bit like a foodie uh, because I love food. Lindsay and I, we plan our vacations around where we want to eat. I mean, this is like, we, I'm like, well, the king's food and wine, this must have been good. Why, why would he resolve himself? Like, I'm not going to defile myself. Uh, maybe one of the possibilities is that this food... Uh, could have been offered to idols. And Daniel's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defile myself with that. Now, now, whatever the reason, though, there's no evidence that Daniel pushed back at them giving him a new name. You wanna call me a new? Okay. There's no evidence Daniel pushed back at learning the ways of the Babylonians, the language, the the literature. He's he's like, you can call me whatever you want. I know who I am. You want to teach me your ways and your language and all that? That's fine. I know the truth. Now, now I think it's important that we as followers of Jesus, that, that we learn about the culture we're living in. I remember when I was younger, I, I had friends and their parents, <laughs> Christians, did not want them to learn in school about evolution. It's like, no, that's evil. Only creation, only creation. Where my parents were like, no, learn about evolution. Learn as much. Let's have discussions on it. Let's see what other experts think. Let's talk about creation. Let, let's look at what the Bible really says. And, and let's, let's see what scientists, let, let's learn about this. Here, here's the deal. Yet Daniel does draw the line at what he put on the inside of him. 
Where do you draw the line? I see, I see some married people who do not draw the line at flirting with people who are, it's not their spouse. Well, it's, it's harmless. They don't draw the line there. I see people who are like, yes, let's follow. Uh, I, I'm following Jesus. I'm living with integrity. But how they're doing their taxes? It's like trying to justify it. It's like, wait, wait where, do you, where do you draw the line? I, I can't tell you exactly where you should draw the line, but I can tell you here's some of the things that the Bible talks about as principles. And then for us as individuals to make up, it's my life and these are my lines. I can't create boundaries for you is what I'm saying. Only you can create these boundaries. He says that he resolved. To, to resolve is to decide firmly on a course of action. One of the problems is too many people following Jesus have not resolved how they're going to live. So they're so swayed by culture because they haven't already made up their minds. No, I'm going to have some boundaries. Boundaries are beneficial. <laughs> Guess what? People without boundaries, people are going to use you. You're like, why are people using me? Because you don't have boundaries. God uses and chooses people who have healthy boundaries. In fact, what I found is where you draw the line sets the trajectory for your life, where God sees that's a person of integrity. That's a person I can trust. What, what we're talking about here, it's being a person of principle. We, we need to be people of, of principle. If you won't stand for principles, like the principle things in small things, you won't in big. Now, now, right here, it's like we're not so much talking about food as we are about being faithful. Because small compromises destroy big callings. Too many people are like, it's not a big deal. But compromising destroys character. Well, it's really not a big deal to just, you know, sleep around because everyone's sleeping around, you know. And maybe you're like, I'm not married yet, and so I'm just going to do this. It's really not a big deal <laughs> to just go to the par bar on Friday nights and, ha and have way too much to drink. It, it, it's not really a big deal, what, what, whatever it is, but... But God's like, listen, if we're not trustworthy in what might even be small things, and maybe some of those things are actually big things that I just brought up, but even the smaller things, if we're not trustworthy in the small things, how's God going to trust us with the big things? In fact, if we don't stand our ground on the small areas, how are we going to take ground on the big things? Our character you and me, your character is formed in small decisions on little issues on a daily basis. Let me say that again. Your character is formed on the small decisions you make on the little issues on a daily basis. We continue on. It says, and he asked the chief official, he asked, for permission not to defile himself in this way. There is a difference between asking and attacking. We live in a world that just wants to attack. But here we see Daniel takes a different approach and he asks, what's the best way to stand up for something? 
Here's the thing. If you automatically put someone on the defense and they, they, they feel like they're being attacked, uh, it's going to be hard to make progress with that person. Are we really winning by offending people? So many people, you can have an attitude where it's like, well, I'm going to say what I want to say, when I want to say, and the way I think about this, and what they're doing, and how they're treating, and this, and that. And it's like this attitude, but it's like we could be right in what we're standing for, but wrong in how we're going about addressing it. It's like we're right, but we're wrong, especially in, in our world today with with being like just continually inundated with images and news and and emotions are 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 so high these days and and it's okay to have emotions everyone has emotions but do our emotions have you i remember someone saying often who i won't name like in things oh just go for it just do it it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission it's easier but that doesn't mean it's more effective. Easy won't get you to your, to your destiny. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many people like, aren't even asking. It says, Daniel, ask. Be, because we think I already know the answer. I've talked with some people who are just worn out, working hard at their, hard at their job. It's like, well, why don't you ask for some extra time off? I, are, I already know what my boss will say. My boss will say, no, I can't have it. The, the, you already know? Uh, struggling, talking with someone who they're struggling, struggling in their marriage. And it's like, well, why don't you ask if, why don't you talk with your spouse and ask them if they'd be willing to go back to counseling? No, I already, I already know the answer. We, we're not going back to counseling. We never were there. But I, I already, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna ask. It's like, if you'll just ask, maybe for that time off, if you'll, if you'll just ask maybe for that raise, if you'll just ask, hey, will you go to counseling so we can strengthen this relationship, what you'll discover is, is God can change hearts and minds, even people who might have said no in the past, maybe they'll say yes now. What if we stop attacking and start asking? Verse 9, now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. Do you remember the story of Joseph? Oh, if you do, it's a great story. And if you don't, it's still a great story. God's favor was on Joseph. And yet God's favor was on him. His brothers threw him in a pit, got worse, sold him into slavery. <laughs> then he ends up in Potiphar's house. He's making progress, working his way up. And then all of a sudden Potiphar's wife lied about him. He gets thrown in prison. This is all while God's favor is on him. But eventually he goes from, the, from the prison to the palace because God's favor is, even when God's favor is on you, doesn't mean everything's always going to go great. There's going to be ups and downs, but God is going to keep elevating you. Listen, favor can follow you. It's not determined by, by where you are, but by whose you are. It doesn't matter if you're in prison. It doesn't matter if, if you're unemployed right now and you feel like this doesn't feel like favor. It doesn't, whether you're struggling in a situation with your kid and you're like, I'm favored, but, but why is this happening? Like, you're going to get to a point where people will be like, how'd that happen? <laughs> Joseph, how'd you get to the palace? God's favor. For you, I, how'd, you how'd you end up in that house that, with, with that many square feet in that area to raise your family? It was... 
It was God's favor. Verse 10 says, his response though to to Daniel says, I am afraid. Like a lot of people right now, he says, I'm afraid of the Lord, my King. A lot of people right now are afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to get canceled. I'm afraid if I speak up or post this online, I'm going to get fired. Why, Why should he see you, speaking of Nebuchadnezzar, looking worse than the other young men your age? The King would then have my head because of you. When we are afraid, there's this natural response. People say, what do you do when, when you're afraid? Do you fight or do you flee? <laughs> Some people are like, I want to fight, but I flee. But there's actually other options. Some people just freeze. They don't fight. They don't flee. They just freeze <laughs> like a big game of freeze tag. And, and yet there's a fourth option. I see so many people right now. They, they're afraid. They're not fighting. They're not fleeing. They're, they're not frozen. They're following. They're just following what culture has to say. They're just following the ways of, of the narrative right now because they're, they're afraid. Why do you think the news fills us with fear? It's always fear, this, that, breaking news, this and that, because the news wants to get eyeballs, but, but also influence. Why do you think some of the politicians making you feel like it's the end of the world? And it's like, some, it's like sometimes even taking a little bit of truth, but making it sound like it's, ever, it's the worst thing tomorrow. It's going to like it because sometimes, if not oftentimes, one of the quickest ways to get people to follow something and to obey is through fear. But what if your future is on the other side of your fear? And not just following what culture has to say, but saying, I'm going to operate in faith and follow God. You'll discover, oh, this is different, but different is your destiny. Uh, Please, Daniel says, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water. (laughs) I don't know about you, but this sounds miserable. (laughs) I am not a vegetarian or a vegan. Sorry for all of you out there who are. Uh, I mean, sorry, I mean... I don't know actually that I'm sorry. You do your thing, I'll do my thing. <laughs> but he says, then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. I have an announcement. What looks the best to you isn't always the best for you. If you're looking at donuts on one side (laughs) and fruit on the other side, the donuts might look better to you, but it doesn't mean they're better for you. You look at what culture has to do, which is like, don't ever fully commit in a relationship. Just, you know, bounce from relationship to relationship, bed to bed. Uh, you know, don't be tied down to one person. But you see God's way about, about living in a, a loving, committed relationship, being faithful to one another. Sometimes that cold, it may not look as good, but, but what oftentimes looks better isn't always better for you. And Daniel's saying, don't just listen to what I'm saying. Let, let's test this. And, and then what do you see? Compare it. <laughs> Compare the diet. Let them do their thing. Let us do our thing. And then, and then compare. 
That's where people try to tell me, like, don't tell me how to live. I'm like, I'm not telling you how to live, but you, you do your thing if you want, but, but compare. You, you want to raise your family that way? But then look at how your kids are doing and look at how their kids are doing. Look at how this compare. And I'm not saying if you do it God's way, you're never going to have problems. And kids are always going to be obey and go, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you can compare and overall see, whoa, <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here. I'm seeing evidence here, not perfection. Yes, there's outliers. Yes, people go through ups and downs. <laughs> I remember talking with my doctor one time, and because of my family history, I have to be very aware of my cholesterol and my heart health. And she was wanting to increase and increase the the statin drug that I was on since I've been in my 20s because of family having heart issues at a really, really young age. And through just my research and everything, because I was trying to do it the medical way, and I was basically turned into a vegetarian for a bit and was doing a certain diet, and it was like my cholesterol wasn't really impacted that much. And, and so I did something different. I started eating a lot of ground beef, all grass-fed. I started eating a lot of fruit. I went to more of an animal-based diet and, and only ate raw dairy and uh, was eating raw honey. And, and I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you advice on how to eat. But what I can tell you is I was telling my doctor, I'm going to try this and let's see the difference in the blood work. And she ran the blood work and we couldn't believe it after she was like i this doesn't make sense <laughs> she's a great doctor with like she's like everything all the studies all this and that and now just even at my last doctor's appointment once again it's like wait hold on we're going less and less on the statin drug because my cholesterol is going down but but it was like test it because i'm not just going to blindly live this way but 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 we can test it you you see you can't really trust something that hasn't been tested. And so we can look and see that there is a better way to live our lives in following Jesus. We can look and see that there is a better way to raise our kids, letting them know you're not who culture says you are, you're who Christ says you are. We People can look and see that there is a better way to live our lives open-handed versus trying to just negotiate a better deal for us and trying to take advantage of other people to make our lives better. We can live open-handed to make a difference. You see, what if we live our lives? And we don't just want to give people an explanation of how good God is, but we're examples of just how good God is. That's different, but different is your destiny. It says, verse 17, to these four men, God gave knowledge and understanding and all kinds of literature and learning in every matter, every matter, of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. What God gives far exceeds anything this world can. What God gives far exceeds any education you can get at any prestigious university. What God gives far exceeds all those years of experience. What God gives exceeds. They found him 10 times better. I'm praying for you 
that you would experience God making you 10 times better. (laughs) But how does that happen? By us realizing different is my destiny. We're not going to be 10 times better by doing what everyone else does, living how everyone else lives. We become 10 times better by doing it God's way. But I want you to understand, it's not so that we can think that we're showing off, oh, I'm better. No, it's about so we can show up to a world that is hurting and lost and broken. Listen, what the world maybe seems to offer seems better, but following God is better.